Hello, and welcome to I Watch This As An Adult, the podcast where I review movies from my childhood from an adult perspective. And this week, I'll be reviewing 2003's X2. Hi guys, welcome to the show. We're going to be talking about X2 today from 2003. Before I, before I get into all of that, I'm going to have my uh, What If recap on episode 3. But before I get into that, uh, we got two very sad, uh, three very sad uh, news stories to talk about, actually. Because they're all dealing with death. They're all dealing with death. First of all... Uh, yesterday was the one year anniversary of the death of Chadwick Boseman. That was yesterday. And also it was the 20th anniversary of the singer and a subject on, I watched this as an adult at one point, I talked about one of her movies, Aaliyah. The 20th anniversary of her death. It was the 20th anniversary of her death like a couple days ago. I think it was on August 25th. Man, do I remember that day. Uh, I remember that day, actually, August 25th, 2001. And I remember uh, it was me and my sister. Me and my sister were at home. It was a Sunday, I believe. It was a Sunday. And I like me and my, me and my sister were at home. And my mom was at work. And my mom called... And she told me, I just heard, because I think one of her co-workers just said, she's like, I just heard from one of my co-workers that Aaliyah died. And when I was, a, I'm like, when I was a teenager, like, I had a crush on Aaliyah. I mean, like, she's, she was a beautiful girl. You know, like, it was like, like it's not, it's not, it's nothing new. I'm not trendsetting when I say that I had a crush on Aaliyah. But, um, yeah, I liked her music, too. I was like, she's like one of the few female artist that I can actually listen to you know like female like R&B artist that I can listen to and not feel weird about it you know because <laughs> there's a lot of female artists out there you know and like I feel weird about it listening to them because I'm like I ain't supposed to be listening to this but I'm gonna do and like that's the thing I liked about um Aaliyah's music it was kind of gender neutral you know it was kind of gender neutral and you could like you could be a dude, you could be a hard dude and listen to her music and it was and nobody would question you, you know, nobody would question you. But yeah, man. It's kinda sad, you know, like twenty years ago she died in a horrific plane accident. I don't even think that they found her body. I'm not really sure about that, but I don't wanna bring up any old wounds, but you know but I'm not sure there's anything left of her from that from that crash. I don't think there's anything left of anybody from that crash, really. But we don't know. Um, it's just like the uh, it's just like the it's just like the Kobe Bryant uh, plane crash. You know, it's like it was like it's the most shocking thing that ever happened. At the like Aaliyah dying 20 years ago is like the Kobe Bryant plane crash from a year ago. Also, just like with Kobe also died a year ago. Damn. It's been that long. It's been a year ago. It's been a year since Kobe passed. Like I said, it's been a year since Chadwick passed too. You know, he died from uh, colon cancer last August. 
they're actually filming Black Panther 2 right now, actually, also. But, you know, I, I'm just melding, I'm just melding these two in because, like, they're both icons, you know? Like, they're all icons. You know, it's like, like it's been a year since Kobe's death. It's been a year since Chadwick's death. And then it's been 20 years since Aaliyah's death. It's just crazy. You know, they're all all talented people all really talented people and they will be they will be missed man they they are missed you know like greatly they're greatly missed the world i think is is like there's like a, a hole in the world somewhere you know that because like we're missing them um also ed asner passed away today at the age of 91 if you don't know who ed asner is Ed Asner was the voice of, I forget the character's name, god dang it, but he was the voice of the old man on Up, let me just say that, Mr., what's his name, Mr. Jefferson, or Mr., what's his name, I forget, I haven't watched Up in a while, I like Up, I haven't watched it in a while, but he was the old, he was the voice of the old man on Up, and he was also the voice of Hudson on Gargoyles, he's the older Gargoyle. He was he he does he does a lot of voiceover work. He was the voice of Ed Wansler Sr. on the Boondocks. Uh just he did a lot. Did a lot of voiceover work. He did a lot of uh live action work. He was on Cobra Kai. He plays uh William Zap he played William Zapka's uh stepfather on Cobra Kai. Uh he played uh he was on Mary Tyler Moore, the Mary Tyler Moore show. And he played Lou Grant on the Mary Tyler Moore show. Like he's done. I'll be sitting here all day, like just naming this man's credits. He's, he's been in a lot of stuff. <laughs> Let's just say that. And I also pointed out that. I also I pointed this out. You can probably go to my, uh, probably go to my Facebook. I'll probably put this on my Instagram too, by the way. Probably put this on my Instagram. Uh, I watched this as an adult. Uh, I mentioned the fact that most of the Mary Tyler Moore cast cast is dead, except for Betty White. Mary Tyler Moore is dead. Ted Knight is dead. Uh, There's another guy I can't remember his name. He's dead. Uh, Cloris Leachman was on that show. She passed away, I believe, like a year ago. Um. Valerie, like I say, Valerie, I say Valerie Harper passed away. Uh, like the whole cast is dead. The whole cast is dead with Ed Asner now, except for Betty White, which means I pointed this out. That means like with this and the cast of Golden Girls, which are all all also mostly dead. She has outlived four decades of co-stars. She's outlived. Four decades of co-stars in two popular television shows. I was joking. I was joking about this, but I was saying like, like the cast of Hot in Cleveland better watch out. You know, <laughs> she was on a show on Nick at Night called Hot in Cleveland in like the late 2000s, I believe, like the late 2000, early early 2010s. She was on that show with like Valerie Bertinelli, uh, who is uh, uh who's Eddie Van Halen's ex-wife. Wolfgang Halen's Wolfgang Van Halen's mother, you know, she was on a show with them, uh, with her. Jane leaves from uh, Frasier, 
and uh, Wendy Malik from uh, was she on uh, Just Shoot Me? I think she's like this is what she's known for Just Shoot Me. I also remember when I was younger, she was on this uh, HBO show called Dream On. I remember Wendy Malik from that. That's what I really remember her from. She was on this show called Dream On. It didn't like la- it's a show that didn't last very long. It was on like the early '90s and like it's not really. You're like, you got to be a real, you got to be a real OG and really, really into television to remember that show. Like me, you know, <laughs> you got to remember that you got to be really into your television history to remember dream, to remember dream on. But uh, anyway, I don't think that show lasted. I think that show might have lasted like at least two seasons. Maybe. I'm not sure. But yeah, that's what I remember her from. But yeah, I was like, I was like, cast a hot in Cleveland better watch the fuck out. That's what I was saying. <laughs> I was like, she gotta live them too. I was like, just something like uh this like Betty White made a deal with the devil. She made that same deal that Bob Barker made <laughs> with the de- I used to talk about Bob Barker. Me and Bob Barker actually share a birthday, by the way. <laughs> We're both born on December twelfth. But but I was saying that, damn, I'm like, who? I'm like, man, her and Bob Barker made a deal with the goddamn devil, man, because both those motherfuckers are still alive, <laughs> way, way past the, the 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 lifespan they should be they should be alive, you know, <laughs> way past the lifespan they should be alive. Like I was like, what? Every time I was like, every time I used to watch The Price Is Right. I used to be like, damn, I want to know, I want to know the deal that he made with the devil to stay alive and host the prices, right? <laughs> you know, I know he's not the host anymore, but when he was on there, I was like, he was old then, you know, I was like, oh my God, you know, like what, what deal did he make with the devil? I'm asking that with Betty White too. What deal with the devil did she make, you know? What deal did she make? It was like, it was like she has to harvest souls and, 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 and bring them and bring them to Satan. I don't know what the fuck she did, man. It's just both those it's just, just still alive, man. He's still out here alive and kicking, looking good. You know, like they ain't like they spry. You know, like I was thinking that Stan Lee would live to, to, to would still be alive today but i was like i guess he was too good you know <laughs> i guess he wasn't evil enough you know <laughs> they were like stan you're too good of a guy you need to rest in peace okay we're gonna take you i it's just uh, oh my god you know like i'm really thinking that betty white and bob barker are two of the most evilest motherfuckers on the planet because you know evil lives man evil lives that's why charlie sheen is fucking AIDS, and he's still alive this nigga's done cocaine this motherfucker this motherfucker has sexually transmitted diseases and he's done all this shit still alive i want to say he's like he's pushing 60 this dude's making it to 60 you know he's still alive keith richards still alive (laughs) One of the Rolling Stones just passed away this past week. Uh, Charlie Watts, the drummer for the Rolling Stones. Keith Keith Richards is still alive. I'm like, Charlie Watts must have been too good of a guy. Because they took his ass. You know, like they were like, you got to come home, Charlie. You're a good guy. You know, but I was like, Keith Richards must be an evil son of a bitch. You know, <laughs> like him and Mick Jagger. 
they must be some evil motherfuckers, because they still here, you know, like, they fucking still here, you know, like, they alive, but, <laughs> but yeah, man, like, like I said, rest in peace to Ed Asner, he must have been a good guy, man, because he died in 91, you know, it's like, I think 91 is the, is the, is the, uh, is the, the year, is the year that you die, it's kind of like halfway point where you're just like, you are right, dude, you know, <laughs> like, I don't know, maybe I'll make it to 91, because I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm a great guy, you know, like, I think I'm an okay guy, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think I'm an okay guy, I'm good to the people that are good to me, you know, but like, maybe I'll make it to, I'm like, if I make it to 80, you know, if I make it to 80, I'm like, dude, that's a fucking accomplishment, you know, like, if I make it to 80, but, you know, like, I don't, I don't, I don't expect to make it to, not, like, a hundred, you know, <laughs> I don't expect to make it to a hundred, I really don't, you know, but Ed asked me, it was like, you're an okay guy, we're gonna take you at 91, you're like, you've done some shit, but it's not that bad, you know, like, it ain't that bad, but yeah, man, but shit, shit. rest in peace to Ed Asner, dude, died at 91, lived a pretty good goddamn life, though, that's pretty fucking awesome, uh, and like I said, rest in peace to people like Chadwick Boseman, rest in peace to Aaliyah, rest in peace to Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant, another guy, left us at 40, you know, he left us at 40, I I guess he wasn't that bad of a guy either, because, you know, just saying, took him at 40, so, he must have been, he must have been, he must have been a good dude, but anyway, a lot of, like, everybody who died must have been a good guy, must have been good people, but I'm gonna get off this death train <laughs> right now, because it's getting, getting a little depressing, I don't want anybody to be turned off by this, let's talk about What If, uh, which is also about death, <laughs> this episode of What If, also about death, so we get death all around, people. We get fucking death all around, folks. Uh, what if, what if episode three? Goddamn, I'm sweating right now because I'm, because in order to do these goddamn episodes, I gotta, I gotta turn the air off, you know. But I'm sweating right now. I'm trying to hold on. It's hot. I live in Texas. For anybody that wants to know, I live in Texas. It's hot as shit in Texas. It's the summer. It's like fucking late August, and it's hot as shit. I got water, but. It's not. I'm, I'm drinking some water right now, but it's not really. It's not really helping. It's not really helping at all. Really, like it's it's. I want to say it's helping me maybe thirty percent. You know, it's helping me to get through this podcast. But like, it's hot as shit today. It is fucking hot as balls today. But anyway, what if episode three? This episode was probably the most shocking episode I've seen so far in the season. And the season's not over yet. Season is not over yet, and we getting some shocking ass shit because this episode is about the Avengers dying. That's what this episode is about. They killed most of the Avengers. I'm gonna say most. They killed most of the Avengers in this episode, like. They kill, uh, they kill Tony Stark right off the jump. I was shocked. 
at how fast I was, it, it this shit took me by surprise because I was like, oh, okay, like they're gonna do some, they're gonna do some like, what if Tony Stark didn't take the, the take the Avengers initiative seriously or some shit? I thought it was gonna be like, and then it's gonna be like, oh, he didn't he didn't take it seriously, so like that means the Avengers don't happen. I didn't know they was gonna straight up kill my boy. They killed Tony Stark. Like, straight up. I'm not gonna tell you how he dies, but the motherfucker dies, like, in the first five minutes of the episode. It's, like, a 40-minute episode, I wanna say. But, like, he dies, like, in the first five minutes of the goddamn episode. It takes you off guard. It then, uh, fucking Thor. They kill Thor. And then they kill Hawkeye. And then they kill the Hulk. Like, the Hulk's death is the most gruesome death. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, I can't believe I just saw that. I can't believe they just did that. Um, then they kill Black Widow. They kill Black Widow at the end. Uh, which she dies, what, 10 years before she was supposed to die? You know? Is <laughs> what they do. They was like, oh yeah, I'm just, we're just gonna kill you like 10 years before you sacrifice yourself in Endgame. But, um, but yeah, she fucking dies. Um, but yeah, man, I don't want to give too much. I don't want to give too much of this episode away because there's probably people that still like the what ifs. I really don't want to give too much away, but there's somebody killing the Avengers pretty much that, you know, um, I'm just going to tell you what I thought of the episode. I like, I'm loving, I'm loving all of this. What if shit? I'm loving it all. I'm just going to say that like from episode one to here, really good. Uh, the first episode good i the, the second episode is my favorite with the child is space lord that might be my favorite uh this one's good this one's good but i don't think it's episode two level it's not episode two level yet uh i think episode two is the best episode so far to me but this one's really good it just keeps you on this one keeps you on your toes and you're like what because like you try to figure out what the fuck is going on in this episode you're like what the fuck is going on I don't understand what's going on here. Uh, I think there's too much. Uh, the only problem I had with this episode, the only problem I had with this episode, I think there was too much levity in this episode. That's a problem that I have with Marvel. I don't want to say it's a problem that I have with Marvel, but like they don't have to do it all the time. Let's just say that. They don't have to do it all the time. Because like I feel like Marvel... The MCU, they just throw comedy in there just to throw comedy in there. You know, because even in the Eternals trailer, there's some type of comedy. You'd like, oh my god, this is going to be the serious Marvel movie. And like, towards the end, like, there's some comedy. Like, here's the comedy. But, um, anyway, uh, like I say, too much levity in this episode. It's a, because this episode is pretty much a murder mystery. This episode's a murder mystery. It's about, like, who who's killing the goddamn Avengers and like there's too much there's just too much jokey joke in this episode too 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 jokey and i don't really i'm not that type of dude that usually judges marvel on that you know like i said like i said i really don't have a problem with the jokey jokes but sometimes in some situations there shouldn't be a lot of jokey joke you know like like this one like this episode there shouldn't be any there shouldn't have been any jokey joke this one should have been a really serious episode because, like, somebody's killing the fucking Avengers, bro. <laughs> somebody's killing the Avengers. And you joking. 
it was like there's a there's a joke right after Thor's death. You know, not right after Thor's death, but when they find Thor dead. There's a joke when they find Thor dead about his hair and about the way he smells. They were talking about, oh wow, even in death he smells good. You know, like you, I'm like, I didn't need that, bro. I really didn't fucking need that. I didn't need you to make a a, a joke about a dead man. You know, like I didn't need that shit. But anyway, I thought the episode was good. I thought it was okay. I got nothing. I got. Nothing. I really got because I don't want. I don't want to spoil anything. I want everybody to watch that episode. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not trying to spoil everything here. Um, I'll be back with my review of X2 after these messages. All right, guys. Welcome back to the show. X two are sometimes called X Men two, or sometimes called X Men X two X Men United, or I'm gonna say X two. Uh, came out in two thousand three. Uh, you know, I like to start this show or this segment of the show. I like to talk about how I saw it at, in in my young. Because at this time, I was a teenager, so, like, you know, I was a teenager at this point, and any movie of I'm reviewing as a, in the, any movie I'm reviewing in the 2000s, I'm a teenager, so, uh, so, yeah, I was, like, 17, I think I was 17 when this movie came out, uh, I saw this movie in the theater, this movie was an event, You're coming off the first X-Men movie, which we, like, you know, this is pre-MCU, everybody. Pre-MCU, so... Coming off the X-Men movie... The first X-Men movie, we were like, oh, wow, I can't wait for X-Men 2. So, it was this this movie was an event. Uh, my personal experience about it, uh, going to see this movie, was kind of a bittersweet moment for me. Because... My dad took me to co- go see this movie. You know, my dad... You know, my parents were not together. Okay, <laughs> like... Uh, personal personal shit uh so my dad would take us take me and my sister every weekend you know and he would take us to go see movies so like that was his that was his time to spend with us and i was i'm not gonna be like that dick teenage kid you know like like i don't want to spend time with my dad i'm 17 i'm a teenager now i don't want to be around my dad anymore you know like i don't want to be that dick teenage kid i was like my dad's been through a lot you know like he just wants to he just wants to spend time with his kids you know (laughs) you know i'm not gonna be that i'm not gonna be an inconsiderate teen and deny spending time with my deny spending time with my dad and deny my dad spending time with me you know like i love my dad you know like you like I love him, you know, like, I'm, I'm not afraid to say that I love my fathers, you know, so, it's not a gay thing to say, but, you know, like, I love my dad, so, like, I'm not gonna deny, you know, him time with me, you know, so, like, yeah, so, like, my dad took me and my sister to go see X2, but, like, there was a caveat on that, I had to sit through the Lizzie McGuire movie, <laughs> I had to sit through the Lizzie McGuire movie in order to see this movie. So, it's a bittersweet moment. You know, like, Lizzie McGuire, X-Men. You know, 
And that Lizzie McGuire movie is fucking dreadful. Oh my god, it was terrible. I might do a watch that. I might do when I watch this as an adult about the Lizzie McGuire movie. Who knows? I don't fucking know. Because <laughs> I had to sit through the bullshit. I saw it. So, you know. <laughs> I haven't seen it since. But I saw it. You know. Because <laughs> my sister was. My sister was really into Hillary Duff at the time. She had Hillary Duff. She had Hillary Duff albums. She loved Lizzie McGuire. Like. I'm putting your business out there, uh, sis. She loved Lizzie McGuire. She loved fucking Hillary Duff. You know, so she was going through that phase where she was in love with Hillary Duff. So we had to sit through the goddamn Lizzie McGuire movie in order for me to go see X-Men 2. So, <laughs> fucking torture. That's all I got to say. Fucking torture. I might do a review on that. I don't know. Maybe in like... January or some shit. I don't know, cause fuck. I don't know. I saw it. It, it, it counts, but <laughs> it, it fucking counts for some reason. I saw the movie, so it fucking counts. But anyway, um, let's get off of that. Let's get into the um, let's get into the technical about this movie. Uh, this movie was directed by Brian, the pedophile singer. I will always remind everybody that Brian Singer is a pedophile until this man is brought to justice until he's brought to justice i will always remind you that brian singer is a pedophile he took advantage of teenage boys he took advantage of teenage boys That's what he did there's a whole fucking documentary about it but check it out I, I i i can't remember the name of it right now but it'll come to me maybe i'll link it somewhere but yeah man there's a whole fucking documentary about like there's a whole documentary about how hollywood takes advantage of, takes advantage of children and i don't know if I, I probably talked about this on the x-men review i don't know i'm probably spinning my wheels talking about this shit again but there's a whole segment there's a whole segment about brian singer a whole segment about brian singer so I will always remind you that Brian Singer is a pedophile until he's getting until he gets brought to justice. Moving along, the script was written by Michael Doherty, Dan Harris, and Dan Hader. Dan Hader worked on the first X Men. Uh, I think he solely worked on that. I'm trying to remember. I think no, it was him and his other guy. I think his other guy, Zach Penn. Zach Penn, which I think he does like a little something here, but he doesn't get like screenplay credits so so we don't so i guess he doesn't count but (laughs) let's talk uh let's talk about this rotten tomato score the movie has a rotten tomato score of 85 percent which i you know i'll just say that um i'm not even gonna i'm not even gonna get upset about rotten tomatoes anymore you know i'm not even gonna get upset about it uh the movie has a budget uh oh the movie had a budget i'm sorry the movie had a budget of 125 million dollars and it brought in 407.7 million dollars at the box office which is fucking amazing you know that's when they were starting to be like this superhero shit this superhero shit is a money maker <laughs> let's 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 make some more you know <laughs> that's what they were, they, they were like yeah man this is this is because a lot of people credit 
uh, X, the first X-Men for just breaking the breaking the barrier. But I really think X2, that and the combination of Spider-Man was the wake-up call. It was like, let's do more of this superhero shit. There's money in this, you know? <laughs> let's do some more of this. But let's talk about some more things about this movie. Um, Angel and Beast were in the first draft of the script, but they were cut because there were too many characters. That's like the biggest thing I could pull from the uh, from the behind the scenes of this movie that Angel and Beast were supposed to be in this were supposed to be in this movie. And Beast is kinda in the movie. Hank McCoy is kinda in the movie because he uh, he's on the television when Mystique is in the bar, and it's like human Hank McCoy, which they got a lot of explaining to do by x-men 3 you know (laughs) because he's human hank in x-men 2 and by x-men 3 he's like beast beast you know like he's like blue fur beast by part three and he's played by kelsey Grammer. so they got a lot of explaining to do about how fast beast turned or how fast Hank McCoy, Hank McCoy turned into Blue Fur Beast. Because this movie is like... Because X-Men 3 is like three years after X2. Like, it's three years later. <laughs> Only three years. I guess it was a fast... I guess it was a fast mutation. I guess it's like a, it, took, it, like, it took three years for him to mutate into Blue Fur Beast. But I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to stay on that. I'm not going to ramble about that shit. Uh, let's talk about the movies. The movie starts off with a with a bang, bro. Like it, it really starts off like it kicks into all cylinders, all cylinders, just straight up. Uh, the opening scene of the movie is just like incredible, with uh, Nightcrawler uh, in the uh, White House, just like jumping around, teleporting, beating people, beating up like Secret Service agents and shit. You know, like, it's one of the... This might be, like, one of the best opening scenes of all time. I'm gonna say it. Like, X2 has one of the best opening sequences of all time. It's amazing. As much as I'm gonna talk about this movie, uh, get ready. (laughs) As much as I'm gonna say some shit about this movie, this is the best opening sequence of all time it's up there it's 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 up there um let's talk about things i noticed i noticed that Halle berry got more screen time in this movie after winning that oscar (laughs) now she's academy award winning Halle berry so i bet that paycheck was right and she got more screen time because in the first x-men movie i look back on it i talked about it in on on the uh i talked about it in the review i talked about that she doesn't have much screen time and i think she has her first line 45 minutes into the movie 45 minutes into the movie is when she says she's on camera she's on fucking camera but 45 minutes into the movie is when she says something they, they 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 scrap all that shit here. Like she talking immediately. You know? <laughs> I think she's like 
after the Nightcrawler scene, I think she's the first voice you hear after the Nightcrawler scene. So, like, baby girl, baby girl got that check. She got that check. She got that screen time. I like, I like Halle Berry. I like, uh, Halle. I'm, I'm not going to be like every other black person call her Halle. You know, like, Holly is Holly. It's Halle, people. It's Halle Berry. Halle Berry. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I like Halle Berry. I'm like, I don't, I don't think she's a bad person at all. You know, but, yeah, man, she, she got that check, man. She got that fucking check. Like, I don't know Halle personally to say that she's not a bad person i'm not gonna say i don't think she's a bad person but i don't know her like that but i'm rambling again i also noticed that her bad fucking accent was gone also (laughs) she did she was the originator of i got an accent in this movie and in the next movie it's gone which uh elizabeth olsen would pick up on (laughs) with in the in the marvel cinematic universe She was like, because like Elizabeth Olsen does that with Scarlet Witch, where like she has an accent in um, what movie? In, a, in Age of Ultron, she has a she has an accent in Age of Ultron, and then once you get to Civil War, that accent's fucking gone, my dude. You're like, <laughs> you're like that accent. She tossed that accent. That accent is fucking gone. But so like Halle Berry does, is the originator of that she's the originator of that shit but like i said bad fucking accent gone a lot of characters who are supposed to have accents in this movie don't have accents because in this movie we are introduced to pyro and colossus and both of them are accentless because pyro is supposed to be an australian he's not australian in this movie and colossus it's supposed to be Russian. He's not Russian in this movie. <laughs> and the fact that Colossus is one of my favorite X-Men. And the fact that Colossus doesn't have a Russian accent in his movie, in his franchise, thoroughly pissed me off. I remember it thoroughly pissed me the fuck off that Colossus didn't have an accent. It pissed me off more than Pyro not having an accent. I was like, I don't really fuck with Pyro like that. Uh, Pyro looked like a fucking solid gold dancer <laughs> in the goddamn comics. This dude, this dude, this dude, comic, this dude, comic book costume is wild, my dude. Oh, like, <laughs> he looked like the third member of Harlem Heat. You know. <laughs> Before any of my wrestling fans, anybody that knows about wrestling, like Booker T and Stevie Ray, the the wrestling tag team Harlem Heat, like this nigga, look up Harlem Heat, scratch that, look up Pyro's comic book costume and laugh your ass off if you don't know shit about comic books. If you don't know shit about comic books and you watch this movie, go back, look at Pyro, (laughs) look at Pyro's costume, bro. (laughs) They wrong for that. That nigga look like a straight up solid gold dancer, bruh. I like he look, he look, he he look he looking sweet. You know, he looking real sweet. But uh, <laughs> dude, dude got a wild. He got a, he look like a solid gold dancer. He look like a missing member, a fucking Earth, Wind, and Fire. He look like all types of like shit in the seventies. You know, <laughs> all types of weird shit in the seventies. That nigga look like it. This nigga look like. He could probably walk up into like Studio 54 and have that shit on. You know, he, he, he could probably walk up in there 
had that shit on and nobody would think any different. They'd be like, oh, all right. <laughs> this nigga walking around in this suit. You know, fuck. I beg you. I beg you. Look up Pyro's costume if you have never seen Pyro in the comic books. I'm glad I'm glad that didn't translate. I, I'm really glad that that didn't translate over to this movie. I'm really glad. They probably looked at that shit. They were like, we ain't doing that. You know, <laughs> we ain't we ain't doing that costume. Fuck that. Uh I think even now with like costumes from the comics are like universally accepted they won't do that costume they're like we'll do every costume except that one fuck that costume (laughs) that costume's too fucking weird but anyway yeah but both pyro and colossus are accentless in this uh in this movie and i think it's sad because i think accents would have made these characters more likable it would have made them more likable because uh, I've been trying to pinpoint my problem with this X-Men franchise. I've been trying to pinpoint my problem with the X-Men franchise. And I think I finally found it. Like the one problem. The one problem I have with the X-Men franchise. The one problem I have with the X-Men franchise is like the characters are so fucking boring. Boring. They have such dry personalities. Like, the only character I enjoyed in here was Nightcrawler because he had a personality. He had a personality. It's like, that's, I think that's why, that's, that's why the MCU wins. I talked about uh, them being too jokey. I talked about the MCU being too jokey. But at least all the characters have personality. You're drawn to those characters. I'm not drawn to any of the X-Men characters at all. Also, uh... Also, Ian McKellen's Magneto is good. I'm sorry. Ian McKellen's Magneto is good because he's such a fucking queen. You know? <laughs> Ian McKellen's, Ian McKellen's Mc- Magneto is just... He's like, he's such a queen in here, man. He, especially in this one. He's just like, oh, wow. What makes you get that idea? Like, when the black... Like, when, like, the Blackbird... Uh... The X-Men's Jet is like about to crash and like he stops it from crashing with his magnet with his magnetic powers and he's just like when are these people going to learn how to fly i want him to throw a darling in there <laughs> you know when are these people going to learn how to fly darling you know, you know? <laughs> he's such a queen and i fucking love it i love Eli- i love ian mckellen you know <laughs> as magneto he's like he's that's the, he's he's the thing that Michael Fassbender, Michael Fassbender's uh, Magneto is missing that man. Maybe because he's not gay, you know. But I love Ian McKellen's Magneto because he's such a fucking queen. I love it, you know. <laughs> I fucking love it. But <laughs> he's amazing. But <laughs> but like I said, Nightcrawler is the only other person in this, only other person in this per, in, person in this movie that has character. I guess it helps that that actor's gay too. You know, Alan Cumming is a gay man. But, you know, like the two standouts in this movie are both gay. Who would have figured? I love it. Ignore that horn. But, 
another thing that irks me about this franchise is how they ignore like famous relationships from the comics like the fact that rogue and nightcrawler are mystique's children they're in scenes with mystique they don't mention at all that mystique is rogue and nightcrawler's mother because she's rogue because like she's rogue's adopted mother and she's nightcrawler's god damn it with that goddamn horn and she's Nightcrawler's birth mother because she had him with Azriel. Then I don't think they even mentioned in towards the rest of the X Men franchise that Azriel is Nightcrawler's father. You kind of get the, you kind of get the point because they got the same powers, but they don't really mention. Plus, by what Days of Future's past, I think Azriel is dead. So you know, <laughs> they kill Azriel. In Days of Future's Past, they don't even like show him die. They just have like a, a picture of his body, and you're like, "Oh, he's dead." You know, <laughs> you know. They just they just throw that at you. Like, by the way, Azrael's dead. All right, you're like, just kill that nigga. You just gonna kill that nigga off screen? Like, I mean, come on, bro. <laughs> you know, you just gonna kill him off screen? Fine. But yeah, they don't mention that shit at all. They don't mention that Nightcrawler is uh, Mystique's son. She's Mystique's son. And she's also Rogue's, uh, she's also, I say she's Mystique's son. I mean that Nightcrawler is Mystique's son. Let's just leave it at that. And Rogue is, uh, Mystique's adopted daughter. And that she also has, so I'm gonna throw some, I'm gonna throw some X-Men lore at y'all. And she also has a son named Graydon Creed with Sabretooth. You know, she has a son with Sabretooth. And like he's like a fucking mutant hater. And like he cause he has like he starts a group called the Friends of Humanity. They're like a fucking skinhead group, you know, <laughs> pretty much. So like they don't even like she she has they don't even mention cause like Mystique and Sabretooth are in the first X-Men movie together. And they don't even mention that they had a relationship at all. At all. <laughs> They don't mention that shit at all. Like, Sabretooth and Mystique fucking. I. <laughs> they was getting it in. They was fucking. And they had a son. They don't mention that shit. They do, like I said, they do this They do this with Wolverine and Sabretooth in the first movie. Like, they don't mention that Wolverine and Sabretooth have a fucking history with each other. They throw that shit in later. They're like, oh, they're brothers, you know, and some shit like that. But, which is fucking tacky. It's fucking tacky as shit. I hate that. Like they also do Wolverine and Deathstrike. Uh, they in this movie they have Deathstrike played by Kelly Who. Remember when Kelly Who was the shit? Remember when Kelly Who was everywhere? I think I mentioned that because she's she's in Cradle to the Grave. I reviewed Cradle to the Grave, and I, I think I mentioned that. I was like, like the early two thousands was very. They were very good to Kelly Who. Cause Kelly Who was hot shit. She was hot shit in the early 2000s. She was everywhere, just everywhere. She kind of cooled down after. I want to say she kind of cooled down after this movie, which you would think this would be a big, this would be a big movie for her. But she kind of cooled down after this movie. But like I said, like Deathstrike, they just totally do her no justice. You know, she's just a voiceless mindless henchman 
is what she is. I don't even think that Kelly who had any lines as Deathstrike or Lady Deathstrike. Because Deathstrike and Wolverine have a history. Matter of fact, you want to talk about some shit, Deathstrike's father is the person that makes Wolverine. Uh, she has a father. His name is like Lord Dark Sun or some shit like that. <laughs> he has a really crazy name. It's like Lord Dark Sun or some shit. I forgot. But uh, that's her father. And he cre- he is the head of the Weapon X program. And he creates Weapon X. And he creates Wolverine and Sabretooth and all these people. Like he does that. And Wolverine and Deathstrike have a... Wolverine and Deathstrike have like a... A history together because Wolverine kills Deathstrike's father and like she she's out for revenge and shit you know so they don't even they don't even bring that up they have a fight in this movie but you know they, this is what they do man this is what they do man they just I'm just gonna get into that later I'm gonna get into that shit later because I'm I'm starting to get heated now I, and then they have the nerve I'm sorry and then they have the nerve to want to shoehorn the Phoenix Saga into this shit. They just throw you, they just throw you the Phoenix Saga out of nowhere. You know, like something that took like, what, 20 issues to build, you know? <laughs> like the Phoenix Saga is long as fuck. And like, you ain't gonna, that's the thing, you ain't gonna get to the Phoenix Saga in two hours. You ain't gonna do it. Not gonna do it. It's gonna take a multitude of movies they're gonna have to do like a whole separate phoenix saga x-men movie like like a series of phoenix saga x-men movies in order to do the phoenix saga right because they got the phoenix saga wrong twice they got it wrong twice so it's just dude you're not gonna you're not gonna do it right in two hours you're just not you're just not like i said it's like this shit took like 20 issues if I'm right, I'm trying to calculate how many issues it took. This this shit took like 20 issues to, to like fucking rectify. Maybe even that, because you got to go into the Dark Phoenix too. Because you got the Phoenix Saga when like, with all that shit in the M-Crime Crystal and, uh, and, uh, what's my, what's the dude's name? Uh, cause, uh, Princess Lalandria and, uh, god damn it, I forgot their race. Uh, Princess Lalandria's race. But like, they were like, after the M-Crime Crystal and all this shit. And, um, then you got to go into the Dark Phoenix Saga with the Hellfire Club and all this shit. You got to go into all of that shit. I know too much about the fucking (laughs) X-Men to even like these goddamn movies. I think that's my problem. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I know too much about the goddamn X-Men movies to, 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 to even like these movies. I think I was saying that to my wife when I was watching, watching this movie. I was like. I want to, I was telling her, I was like, I want to like this movie because it's a well put together movie. It's a well put together movie, but I know too much about the goddamn X-Men to even like this fucking movie. <laughs> you know, like, I was thinking that the first time I saw it, I was like, I know too much about the goddamn X-Men. I know too goddamn much about the X-Men to even like this movie. You know, like I, I just can't ignore I just can't ignore it. Like they just ignore like they just ignore too much of the X-Men lore for this movie to be an X-Men movie. It's not an X-Men movie. I blame Fox for that. I blame Fox for that. Like they just 
they just ignore too much. I just can't do it. You know, like Fox, like I said, Fox had the chance to be the MCU before the MCU and they blew it, you know, because like they don't know shit about comics. I'm just going to say it. They don't know shit about comics. You know, like I don't, I don't know if people going to be like Kevin Feige was there, but he he was there, but he wasn't there. He was like an intern. He's a fucking intern. Like he wasn't there, you know, like he didn't, he couldn't call shots. The fucking young intern. I think he's probably in college or some shit at this time, and he was just doing his like he was just under he was just under Laura Lauren Shula Donner, like she he was like her apprentice or some shit. He didn't he couldn't tell her anything. He couldn't tell her anything. Now he's head of head of Marvel Studios. He could he could do what he wants to do, but back then he wasn't he wasn't running shit. You know, but, but if like they took his input, if they took his input, this probably would have been a better franchise. But like I said, he was an underling. He couldn't do shit. Uh, they like the people that were running this shit. They don't know shit about comics. They don't know shit about the X Men. Honestly, you know, what I mean? they don't know shit about the X Men. So like, they, there's too much. There's too much shit to change for me to fucking ignore. You know, because like. I, I just can't do it. I can't like these movies because going going forward it gets worse. Going forward it gets worse. This is one of the better X Men movies, actually. This is one of the better X Men movies. But going forward, I I I, I let I let them slide with the first X Men movie. I let them slide with that. I'm like y'all just getting started. We don't know. But going forward, from here on down. Like I said, this is one of the better ones. This is one of the better X-Men movies. But going from here on down, it gets worse. From X-Men 3 on down, I hate those movies. They're not good. They're not good. I know people try to cape for first class, but I hate first class. I was like, that is the most that is the most inaccurate of all the movies. <laughs> you want to talk about being inaccurate. First class is the most inaccurate of all the fucking movies. It's supposed to be like the reboot, the reboot of the franchise, but it's inaccurate as fuck. It really is. I can't stand that fucking movie. Uh, I can't stand Days of Future's Past. I can't stand Apocalypse. Apocalypse is probably the worst. You know, I didn't see Dark Phoenix. I'm probably never gonna see Dark Phoenix. Fuck Dark Phoenix. Um, I'll probably watch it to laugh at it. I don't know, but yeah, man, it's just. I haven't watched New Mutants either, you know, I'm probably never gonna watch those fucking movies, cause, like, I just felt like they fucked up the whole franchise, hopefully Kevin Feige, if he's still there by the, by the, by the time the X-Men get there, I hope so, cause I don't know about the relationship between him and Bob Chapik, but, you know, <laughs> he had a great relationship with Bob Iger, but I don't know about him and Bob Chapik, we'll see. But I, hopefully he's there so he could course he could like correct course the X Men man because I really feel like Fox fucked them. Fox fucked the X Men up really bad, and they need a they need a course correction. They really do from a guy that actually knows shit about comic books, and hopefully he'll give them personality and all this other shit. But like, overall, I thought this was a well put together movie. I thought it was a well put together movie. I thought it was a well shot movie. I thought it was a well acted movie. But it's not an X-Men movie. I just can't ignore the fact 
that they ignore X-Men lore so much. I just can't ignore it. I can't ignore it. And I know everybody's like, but this is based off of uh, God kills and, you know, all this shit. Or man hates God. Like, it's called man hates God kills. It's an early Chris Claremont story. Like, it's based off of that. And, you know, but, like, they changed, they changed so fucking much. Like, Reverend Stryker is Colonel Stryker now. He created Wolverine and all this shit. And, like, they, they, they just, they just, I can't, I can't, I can't like this movie. I can't give this movie so much credit. I just can't. I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it, a, I'm going to give it a three out of five. That's what I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it a 3 out of 5. That's what I'm going to give it. Wow, this was depressing. <laughs> this was really depressing. This was a depressing review. Come to think about it, this review really brought me down. Because I love the X-Men so goddamn much. And I'm really mad at Fox for fucking them over. You know, I know the movies make a lot of money. But they really fucked, they really fucked the characters over. Like I said, hopefully Feige fixes it. I don't know what I'm reviewing next week. I'm probably going to do a viewer's choice. Hopefully you guys go on the poll. I'm going to put the poll on my Patreon. My Patreon should be in my notes. I'm going to put the poll on Patreon. Uh, I'm going to give you guys four movies to choose from. This is what I'm going to do. I'm I'm going to set the poll up. Have you guys vote all week. Whoever votes. I probably put another poll on uh, Facebook too. On my, uh, on my, uh, I watched this as an adult Facebook, and on my uh, personal Facebook, which is a uh, Mikael Ford. And I probably put it on Instagram. I'm gonna put it on Instagram too. On my Instagram, I watched this as an, I watched this as an adult. I'll put it on there also. Have, you'll have ample time to review. I'm probably gonna. No, yeah, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm, I'm gonna have it on all those, all those uh, platforms. But also, I'm gonna give you guys until Thursday. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna give you guys until Thursday to vote because I need to watch the movie and I need to do my notes. I need to analyze the movie by Sunday. So I'm gonna give you guys till Thursday. It's ample time. I'm gonna give you guys till Thursday because I gotta watch the movie. So, go vote. Go vote. Cause if you don't vote, if you don't vote, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna pick one by default. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm just gonna pick one by default. So go vote. Let your voice be heard. I'll catch you guys later. Peace out.